we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, two months, and 21 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, we'll start with you. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. It's been a busy week. Well, a busy month. There's a lot of feedback now. We're getting towards the end of the month of what's been going on. And there's Indeed. some Indeed. crazy ideas out there. Just a few. Yeah, there's just a few crazy ideas out there. Bruce, how are you today? Still healthy and alive. That's good. When you say still, that means that we're rolling right into the next one. We're, we're doing this one a day early. So it is what it is because uh, it's just it, it just worked. I, I actually forgot about it, but I guess it just happened to be one of those things that worked out. But anyway. All right. Well, exclusive roundtable for the week. What do you got? I always look forward to these things because we don't discuss well, them beforehand. I know. I know. So do I look forward to it. A um, couple of simple things. Some daft. I, shall we start with the UK because we're having a couple of silly. Well, things Well, you said on daft, there. so or daft, so I, I suppose we should daft. start there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> daft, darling. <laughs> you know our Met Police. You know London Met Police. Yes. Yes. Well, they were open. Well, I mean, I don't. Out- I don't know them personally. I've never met well, them face to face. Shall we say? But so we know how messed up the world is. Yeah. Just and a how many? Bit, yeah. Yeah. And how many, um, with this identity thing, we're having a few, if not more, daily, probably mental health things pop up. Well, they made a nice sweeping statement. They said, after September, we're not going to be coming out to any mental health problems, any incidents called by mental health problems. Well, hold on. And they basically said... Didn't they make this a point about a year ago where they said that they're going to be taking on the mental health Thing. Yeah, well, from September, nope. And they actually set up there, said, well, we're going to do our policing. And then openly said, do your own job, we'll do ours. So whether they're pushing that back onto the ambulance people or whatever, which really aren't prepared for that sort of overwhelming crunch, which is going to be, isn't it? So, yeah. So that's the Met Police. They're backing off further and, I don't know, they're going to end up being desk jockeys, aren't they, looking through traffic cameras by the end of the day, that lot. Because there's no community policing as such anymore, really, is there? So that's that's one thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, the papers are pushing the energy bollocks getting prepared for winter with the um, 
saying of use less energy, fight Putin. <laughs> They're getting that ready, oh, rocking and rolling sake. already. As if yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like we're just getting into June and they're like, oh, yeah, get ready to freeze this winter. There was, you know, like um, there was um, another trans outcry at, but this time it's at Oxford University, not Cambridge. The last one was Cambridge when somebody wanted to do a speech or have a talk. There was um, a lady called uh, Dr. Kathleen Stock. Now, she upset, she, but she's been one of the movers from day one. I mean, um, she's a well-known doctor. She's, a, um, she's on the LGBTQ. She's a lesbian. She's, um, but she voiced ages ago that a, um, a trans woman is a uh, bi biological man. And because she said that ages ago, even before um, some other pe well-known people got mixed up with it because <laughs> she's come to do a talk all these people have come all these trans people have got out their prams and started to shout and jeer and do whatever but her talk was actually on and it's quite interesting um freedom of speech and basically is that an oxymoron I'm, I'm just curious is that an, is that an oxymoron because the talk is on freedom of speech yet they don't want freedom of speech. No, that's if it. it disagrees it's, with it's, it's, it's all about the right to be offended and to offend other people. Oh, that's what her speech is on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So she was yeah. in favor of like real free speeches. I'm just making. Yeah, the no, she was in favor okay. of it. This Got is it. this is Got the it. thing. All okay. the trans people were given it la di da di da because she's okay. been outspoken saying, look, ages ago she's always said about the biological side of the race. So they've all got up in arms, and yet her talk was on the right to be offended and to offend others because it's the freedom of speech because if you don't it's how it affects society because if you don't have the right to offend that means all that means is that it's you lose your right to criticize and be criticized and if you can't criticize anything like science or whatever you'll get what just happened in the last two years shoved down your throat everything has to have positive or negative criticism Otherwise, it doesn't get put to the front and you can't talk about it. And it was a real, it was, it was good. And I'll tell you what, she stood and she, I mean, you could tell that she actually goes, when she's talking about being offended, she actually did voice and yes, I'm in a position of being offended because you could hear all that noise. But it was really good. And the speech went on, or the talk went on. It wasn't the speech, the talk went on. And she did have people that could raise questions and everything. But once again, they just tried to drown her out and shout her out, you know, shout her down. And it was, it, 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 it was, it just showed them how miserable those idiots are. But that's the UK at the moment. Not much different to everywhere else. It's a bit crazy, but. It is yeah. a bit crazy, yes. As a matter of fact, we were just looking at some video before we started here. The ice cream salesman fell at the Air Force Academy on the stage. <laughs> he scoops Biden. Yeah, two scoops Biden, yeah. He was, uh, he was just, he was, it looked I like he was. I shouldn't laugh. I yeah, mean, it looked like he, he was just decrepit. finished. I mean, yeah. he, he, he has got no awareness to where he is or what he's doing half the time and it's 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 just the puppeteers have still got him out there and it's just ridiculous it is ridiculous i mean if you, you call it gonna, abuse of the elderly if you they're not I, I i you're not gonna get any argument from me i don't think the guy should be in there i think he should be sitting at, at a lakeside cottage with uh on you know on a rocking chair with a quilt across his lap drinking some insure but you know, who am I? They're going to run him again. He's going to run as an incumbent. <laughs> it brings a I'm new not, meaning. I'm not joking. It, it brings a new meaning to incumbent. <laughs> I, it does, doesn't it? They're, they're going to run him again. 
I don't know how uh, they're going to put him up there. Uh, on well, the put it this stage. way: I mean, you've got you've got that lady senator that was just Feinstein. They wheeled her out. I think literally that was mean. Literally wheeled her out. Yeah, I know. And you have the other chap that was went to rehab and God knows where else. One of your other senators. They cannot stand up and verbally hold themselves or the content of anything. And yet they're still there and they're wheeling them out. And it's uh, it's wrong. Like that's a sitting senator. That that's Feinstein. She, I know. It's she shouldn't. She should be. She hasn't got that long left. She she should be in a comfortable time, not being dragged around and wheeled about. It's just wrong, you know. She looks like Skeletor. You look at her hands. I mean, I know. I know. Yeah, it's so wrong. She's had so many. I don't know. I I mean. You just shouldn't treat people like that, irrespective of whether they've done wrong or right. It just is just out of order. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Um, but God knows what they've been eating. I don't know. Uh, maybe the bugs are, are trying to make eat. everybody else eat. I, I don't know. Possibly the, the same diet of insects. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, you know what, Bruce, that's another that's another conspiracy corn thing. The lizard people, <laughs> right? So they they eat insects, right? So that's another conspiracy corner thing. Because there are, there, I'm not saying I believe this, but I'm saying there are people that legitimately believe that the people we have in the bureaucracy and the politicians, that they literally think that they're lizard people. Like David Icke, right? He thinks they're all... <laughs> Lizard people. What they're going to unzip the skin and they're going to come out I, like lizards? I guess I don't know. I, that's I, a real. We're going to have to look that's into a real, it. I don't. That's know. a real Doctor Who really BBC. It is, isn't it? You know, I I expect. Up. <laughs> yeah, I expect to see that in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, classic Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, but that who's that's even got another nasty itch to it, hasn't it? Um, where shall we go next? Where would you like to go? Russia, Canada. Pakistan or India? Oh, let's go to um, let's go to Canada. Let's get let's get uh, Justin Castro out of the way. I'm not actually going to speak about him. Okay, so it's going to be Freeland then. Nope. No. Okay. There's elections so- going on, and people have to be aware. Right. There's there's an area in Canada, Alberta. Yeah. Right. They're up for elections. Yep. At the a lot moment. of good people yes. up there, especially Calgary. Yeah, yep. yeah. No. No. And the thing is, there's a lot of raw materials in that area, Canada. Yes, that's the Texas of Canada. They call it. People have to. Get off their asses and get that voting in because you had Daniel Smith, which is totally against the WEF, and in opposition, you've got Rachel Notley, which is pro WEF, and they need to keep that seat because that could make the difference between Canada starting to sort itself out and not. And they really need to do that because you can do a hell of a lot from a stance in a area like that. And I really hope Daniel Smith gets it because she has been outspoken and the people like her. As to whether the voting system (laughs) won't turn itself upside down and whatever else they do, we'll wait and see. Well, if they're they're taking any pointers from the U.S., uh, the conservative candidate might be in a bit of trouble. But it's it's bigger than what people realize. That could be a a massive turning stone. And I just it could. To, I mean, gonna have to keep Alberta, on that. Yeah, Alberta's always been like they're like, like I said, they're they're like the Texas uh, of Canada. They do all of the you know the oil refining and, and everything else. The big refineries are up there, and they've taken a serious hit because of these these nonsensical green policies. They, they've been messed around by everybody. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, uh, absolutely. they're fed up with it. They are fed up with it, and I really hope they get their teeth, you know, teeth in there and yeah, get it sorted. Yeah, there's, that, there's that's, hopefully that's that's a starting point. Yeah, Pakistan. 
Now, Pakistan, this time of year, Pakistan always used to moan about the quota from Saudi about the Hajj, you know, the pilgrimage. Yeah, the pilgrimage. And yeah. they could they never had enough people to go. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now they have enough people to go. No, they can't fill the quota because now they can't fill the quota. <laughs> no, because the government has reduced the quota. It used to be subsidized. Hang on a minute. And then you they, they couldn't and, get the, enough. And, people and that's to a go? massive thing. You see, something like that is massive, isn't it? The pilgrimage is massive. It so is you in wonder, the Muslim world, yeah. And then you start to wonder, well, why is this? Then 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 you look into it and you go, so the it's subsidized by the government, and the government and voice that they could save twenty four million, right? by reducing the quota and everything else. But why are they making savings in all corners and stuff? Yes, they've got, like every other country at the moment, their defence budget is up. But the biggest thing that's affecting it is that CPEC, you know, the economic corridor, the Chinese-Pakistan economic corridor that's being built. Oh, is that what's going on? Yes, it's part of the yeah, Belt and Road Pakistan, yeah. Pakistan, I've got a lot of Chinese debt. They and do. they haven't learned what Chinese debt did to Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, China China wants to establish this for one reason, because if they get that established there, the next one will be to Afghanistan, which is the neighbor. And then there's a lot more resources there. I mean, so basically Pakistan, China ain't thinking about you. It's basically you're the foot to Afghanistan as much as anywhere else. And that's what I've got to realize. And Pakistan well, the, are in a lot of Chinese debt at the moment. Yes. And the people that, aren't happy. No, I can't imagine they would be, no. Uh, but they do have, as far as I know, they do have agreements with Pakistan. But the Afghanis, the, the Afghanis, they specifically, there is a little tiny sliver, just ever so tiny. There is a border crossing with China, just a very small one. And they are intent on making sure that those transport roads get built through there as part of their Belt and Road Initiative that only the Chinese vehicles will be allowed to travel on. Oh, what do you know, eh? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know how much it costs to go to the hatch? You know what? Marty's talked about this before because obviously he's, you know, he spent so much time in the Middle East and I... I don't know, but there is. He's mentioned a fund before that's put. Oh yeah, by this the is Saudis subsidized by this is subsidized by the Pakistani government for their people. Oh, is it? Okay, so is, yeah, they make it's, sure it's about, that people. It's can about make if you're talking pounds, it's probably about three and a half thousand to four thousand. Okay, so I mean, I mean well, that's, talking, that is a lot of money. A bit. That is a lot it's of money. Quite a lot of money. If you're talking on a yearly basis, that's a hell of per a lot person. of money. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. And that there's a lot just, of people that make the that make that trek every year. And now it's not, and that's why the quote has gone down because the government's not subsidising uh, that many numbers now, and they're making a saving. Big thing opens, but the thing is, it just points in the direction that Chinese have created a lot of debt in Pakistan now. So we've got to see what the outcome of that is. Mm -hmm. And obviously, they're they're um, uh, they're the um, neighbours of India. And India's got to keep their eye on them as well, as much as India's got its links to China as well. But this is this is. But then you've also got um, uh, India, Saudi, the Arab Emirates, and the US are trying to create a West Asian rail link. So you've got the Chinese pushing a road, and you're getting counterproduction, or this is the Western point of view on to counter. Chinese manipulation by trying to get their foot in with a rail link. So you've got the West Asian rail link going on, which is those four countries. I mean, India just wants to do it for trade. Saudi needs materials. I mean, God's sake, they, they, they're doing it for materials. So the Arab Emirates and the US have got their foot in there because they just want to counter the influence of China. 
Yeah, so that that political side of things. So you got a road, you got the economic road, and you've got the economic rail links going on. Um, and in the meantime, you've got China still keeping Saudi ran talks going on at the same time, and they're under that lot. Yeah, you, you know, know, we we talked a little bit about this. Uh, there's a little spat going on. We can't tell if it's if it's faked, you know, as in like staged because of the way that we're seeing it now. And Bruce pointed out some of the military convoys that are being pulled up on both sides look like they just drove through the car wash before they got there. Nice. So we tend to, think, yeah, I mean, these are like, <laughs> these are, these are brand new crisp. Like there's not, this is the middle of the desert, right? So we're yeah. talking between Afghanistan and, and Iran, the border crossing there. This is the middle of the desert. The Humvees don't even have any dust on the tires. So that's why we're looking at it. And we're like, um, this this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, with a bit of a bit of a yeah, with a bit of a smile. I mean, you're kind of missing something there. But also, India are doing something interesting because they, in their um, defense budgets, and they make a lot of parts for weapons. They do, yeah, and systems, yeah. Now they want to go into full manufacturing of systems and weapons because there's obviously more money in it. So they want to go away from the parts side to get into the manufacturing of the weapon systems, but they choose not to be manufacturing the Chinese stuff because they actually see China as the aggressor to some degree. So it's more of the Western model, although they've got their foot in the Chinese camp as well with bricks. They're trying to play both sides. So, yeah, yeah, so but well, it's actually if... There's no point manufacturing a load of weapons for somebody that might actually turn the tables because no, that's, they're, that's, that's they're creating it. They they're creating the corridor with Pakistan. That's la, la, true. La, la, la. And then there's the and conflict. There's the conflict yeah, there's they already so have. So much. The there's so much back and forth over there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it's a bit of a spider's web. Yeah. There's and then so much little things going on. You've over got there. yeah, and you've got that constant fight that's going on between uh, the Punjab and the Kashmir. Yeah. That's still going on. And oh, the Chinese, the China, yeah, the Chinese actually crossed the border up there, and the Indians gave them a thumping. And that's right when that happened is when we saw the. That's a good point, Bruce. Right when that happened is when we saw the umbrella protest in Hong Kong. Oh yeah, yeah they, we we kind of brought that up too before. It, it seems like uh, all of these we were we were finding people that were tied to the umbre umbrella protests that are CCP agents or um, it, so. There's a lot of things that look like it was. Uh, these protests were false. Yeah, staged. and yeah. when you Our when you guys staged, yes, yeah, staged. When you when you guys turned over Hong Kong to the Chinese, the deal was mm. they were not to. Go I know it was a big mistake. I can tell by the look on your face you agree. <laughs> the, I, it was. It was terrible. It was a terrible mistake. It, it, never it was. Done. It was. Never should have been done. The, the the most stupid thing, most stupid concession ever made. Yeah, and if the people had people there had the choice. It wouldn't have happened. Would not have happened. I I agree. They would have stayed with uh, as you know as as part of uh, Britain. But but that was a major change in. It was. It was. And right after that, they built the Shenzhen Bridge and they said, you know, we're not going to move military equipment into Hong Kong with that. And well, well, then why is the bridge exactly the width of what you need for armored personnel carriers? Well, that's just a coincidence. Just according the case. To, just that's just a coincidence. Yeah. But the deal was that they were not to go in there. Hong Kong was to remain autonomous until 2050. They broke the deal. That was it. Yeah. Well, close to home and the usual suspects what france does <laughs> no france is all right i'm just talking about ukraine <laughs> see what that melting oh, okay. pot's going on like. uh -huh. yeah because i mean the latest thing was um Bakhmut. sunak and yeah yeah Bakhmut. sunak and 
At Bakhmut, yeah. You know, interesting thing about what do you have on that? Because I I, I had heard uh, some some things about that this week. Well, the thing is, um, there's been a few people that actually went over to Russia because they wanted to see how the true stability of the country was and how our sanctions might have affected them, aggravated them, because you get so, I mean, you get out the press and stuff like that. The sanctions will eventually bite, da, 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 da. And then you've got the gas and everything else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, everybody hates Putin, this, that and whatever. And then you get a forum where they talk and they sit down and they chat about it. And then you get, then you start to get the feedback of, Actually, their economy, I mean, even the people say, oh, their economy is doing good, but that's that's the sanctions are going, no, their economy is thriving because one of the biggest things that, well, there's several things that happened because of the sanctions. Remember, you had people disappearing and stuff like that. And what happened to the oligarchs? Well, all that money with the oligarchs wasn't allowed to invest in the West anymore, was it? So where no, did it go? They, yeah, they shut down. So where did it down. go? It went back into investing in the Russian infrastructure but what did they invest in though because their consumer goods market is still not exactly what it should be it's not as bad as what you think it is okay they're actually Where's... not doing that badly because apparently there's a hell of a lot in the infrastructure now and it's coming on quite well and it's not suffering like people are saying or generalizing and stuff and apparently quite initially a lot of people did leave russia there was a few hundred thousand that actually left, yeah, because of disagreements in the yeah, beginning no one, and that. No one wants to fight, you know. No but, one, yeah, no one's. But there's a lot that stayed, and they believe in nationalism. I mean, Russia has always been that way. But that idiocy that happened this month has solidified a hell of a lot because of you know the Victory Day crap that went on. Because you had drone that went on the third of May, and he had several drones that went into Russia on the ninth of May. Mm -hmm. Yeah, coincidentally, right on time. Yeah. And so that was around the victory parades and stuff like that. And that has helped solidify the nationalism of a country and all manner of thing. It's, it's well, psychologically. I, I think, no, I think they're having some trouble with it, to be fair, because they're, they're, having, they're having to put on more of this <clears throat> um, theater, if you will, to try I, what we believe they're trying to do. And, and again, we're, you know, we're, we're looking into this. But given the speech that Putin gave on May 9th, when we were watching it, we which it wasn't aired here in the West, they didn't bother to pick it up. But when we're watching it, we're looking at it and we knew exactly the lines that they were following and what they're trying to do. They're trying to mobilize the population. And I think they're having a little bit of trouble doing that. Now, to oh. the outside, to the outside it's a lot of numbers yeah a lot of numbers because yeah, they they i mean if because they want to mobilize because finland went and joined nato didn't it they did so they want to put a load of people over there uh -huh. as well it's just on these borders but the thing is what i'm saying is we just gotta wait and see i don't think they're hurting as bad as what people think and well that, they, even that, if they were even if they were, we wouldn't hear it. They are very good at. Oh yeah, I know. Off, oh, yeah, but I know. But I actually don't. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, there are. There have been people in there. There have been whatever, and they've come out and they've said a few things, and you can take stuff with a pinch of salt. But when you listen to them talking and debating and stuff, and you give it, okay, there's going to be so much allowance for what you're allowed to see and everything else. But it doesn't sound like it's biting so much. But it's understandable. But apparently there is a lot of um, infrastructure work and whatever else. But it takes a lot to put the face on everything. Russia would have learned that from the last Cold War where they put too much into everything and that 
and you got the supposed collapse. Yeah. Supposed. It's yeah, I know. I mean there's a lot there's a lot more to it, but there are no good people in this. That's in the West and the East. And that's the problem. There are no good people, not behind Everyone, all this. Everyone's looking for a savior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that that's the biggest problem. On a lighter side of things, the nuclear side is being pushed again. Um, is this in a positive it's, direction? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, the U is <laughs> one for you. You know Fukushima, Bruce? Yes, that was the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Fukushima. This is because I only talk nuclear and science because I know you're interested in some of it. So you got Fukushima, and we talked about all that treated water that they get thousands of gallons and that, and they want to get rid of it. Well, they're getting ready to dump some of that. They're getting ready ready to dump that into sea, but they're also investing. In a UK idea, and guess what that is? Unless you've um, read it already, you come uh, re reusing the nuclear waste. No. No. How about floating nuclear plant projects offshore? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I thought, and I I could be mistaken, but I thought that I read something a couple of years ago that the Chinese were were floating, no pun intended, floating that idea. Is they were they were looking at doing um, nuclear reactors that actually floated that would float in the sea. Right. The thing is, um, as a UK startup development, yeah, uh, floating nuclear plant project. The jet. There's two. Uh, the, there's several Japanese companies are interested, and they're think they're actually. It looks like they're going to put up to ten billion yen into it. But the idea is they're putting it into this to learn the expertise behind it. And I think um, the two of the companies that I look uh, that that struck me to begin with a shipbuilding company and a dockyard company wouldn't you know so there's the uh onamichi dockyard and the imbari imabari ship shipbuilding company and um the uk firm is called um core core power limited and it's working alongside an american firm actually funny enough a terra power llc and guess who helped build that um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that um, <laughs> Microsoft. Uh, yeah, Microsoft I was going to say Bill Gates. Putting into nuclear yeah. again. Uh huh. So yeah, they're coming in from another angle. Company. So that's two two things that Microsoft are, are supporting. Question: uh, Because it's Terra Power, it's my understanding they're doing these molten sodium reactors. Is that what this is? I haven't looked into the actual build yet. I haven't got that information yet. I this just managed the, to see. Yeah, yeah. This is the type doing. of reactor. Yeah, this is the type but, of reactor that the, the nuclear but, physicists are saying don't do it, but yeah, they're doing it but anyway. The thing is, the worrying thing is, there's there's so many regulations in Japan with nuclear, isn't there? But this is offshore. So how does that change? Do they don't come into the normal well, regulations or simple. what? It's very or they're going to make a new book? It's very simple. There you go. They're going <laughs> to write a new thing at the United Nations for just this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was waiting for that one. But where are the eco people? Um, they're on the pitch at the English uh, Premier Rugby final, throwing Oh, yeah, throwing paint orange in, stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the players' eyes. That's where they are. They couldn't be spared to go out there and see what's going on. What have we got else on nuclear? There's a couple of things on nuclear going on at the moment. Is it Georgia? They've got another one come online, haven't they? They had, they had a plan of up to four, didn't they? Um, they were the vocal, I think that was Poland. The vocal, the, I think that was Poland. whatever ones there were. Huh? I think that was Poland. They've got four nuclear reactors planned, I thought. No, but these, the, no, but uh, George, um, I think it's, um, right, okay. Southern Nuclear, right? And Georgia Power are subsidiaries, uh -huh. subsidiaries of Southern Company, yeah? That's oh, your see. lot, isn't it? 
Oh, this is, is okay. It? So the, I thought when you said Georgia, I thought you meant the country. No, I think okay. the state. Excuse me. Right? Excuse me. And basically, I do believe you've got um, another AP1000 come online. I think there was there's going to be four built, I think, down there, wasn't there? Or could there, be. Or wherever yeah, it is. Could be. So they're, 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 they're going on further with that one. Um, and here's one for you, Bruce. This is amazing. Amaze me. And I've really got to look into this. Fusion, right? Now, the Tokamak Energy Company in the UK, alongside um, Princeton and Oak National Labs, which is US, and the German Institute for Energy and Climate Research, right? You know what it's like to actually, to get fusion, you've got to get that magic 100 million degrees, haven't you? Yeah? And they usually use... Uh, like a, a donut configuration, don't they, to to control the plasma? Well, these yep. guys have used a like an apple core design, yeah, and they've managed to do it. Guess how big it was? The reactor. Well, I'm I'm guessing it's uh pretty small because uh some of the ones that I've seen that they've been testing with were not huge, but not small either they were about, like the about chamber was big enough to walk in but that's three it. meters across that's that would if, if, if we could get diddy. it going yeah <laughs> that, that would be amazing if we could get one that small going geez no they actually managed it apparently and i've gone wow now that was is... it was it making was it making more than it was requiring or did they well, the, fire yeah, it up? Was it, no, but the output was more than they put in. I haven't got all the figures, but they've got that magic number on a very small thing. Interesting. And it's usually, I mean, it's usually, I mean, some of them are using 190 lasers to attain this, but that is a very interesting thing to be able to attain that at that size. So that's that is something that popped up and I've got to look further into it. And that was like the Tokapak Energy Limited UK. And like I say, it's a US, Germany and UK thing put together. So it's all nuclear fission, nuclear fusion. Everybody's doing it. And all the dates are somewhere around about 2030, wouldn't you know? Funny, funny that time. Um, you asked really quickly to, to kind of go back here. You you asked really quickly about where the eco people were. Like I said, they were on the pitch at the uh, the rugby final. They were also tweeting this. Just Stop Oil was saying that uh, labor to announce it will stop all new North Sea oil and gas contracts. So really? this will. Yep. They said to the Times that new licenses do nothing to cut bills and it undermines energy security. And new investments in renewables will create 500,000 new jobs. Great. All oh, right. So 500 new jobs don't cost anything. 500,000. They'll do it all for free, you know, and they'll get the, you know, they'll make the money on it, will they? Or is this another labor sinkhole for subsidies again? That's it right there. You got the, it's the latter of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all it's going to be. You're going to subsidize the taxpayer to the hilt. La, 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 out you go. Aren't we doing well? No, you're a bunch of wankers. Good British word, wankers. Yes, that's Indeed, simply yeah. as far as it goes. <laughs> they are, aren't they? But um, Martin left something interesting for me to do because we had to speak about it the other day. Uh, meeting uh, of the mind, so, what would you come up with? But I actually want um, to speak about the US to begin with. Okay. Because I'm not impressed with that bill they're trying to put through. Oh, God, which one? <laughs> the money one? No, the digital. Okay, so we've got we've got two to be pissed off Commission about. Act. The what? The digital the digital platform Commission Act. Oh, is this twenty twenty three? 
Yeah, is this the one where they're basically going to shut us down? Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. This is their yeah, sh- okay. They want to control yeah. everything. But I actually looked into it and picked some bones out of these bastards and just to see how they worded everything. And I just want to put a few lines on air so people can actually hear it. Because what we're guilty of as people is the government are doing this and you get the people standing up giving it, oh, this is for you. This is to help against AI or possible this. And it's all good for the people. La, 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 la. And the people go with it. Well, if you hear what, I mean, okay, there's two senators pushing this. That's Michael Bennett from Colorado, and there's Peter Welsh from Vermont, right? That I mean, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, if you know them, take them out and throw them in the bin, please, because they're going to do nothing but harm to your country. Right, right. Let's simply put this, shall we? This act will lead to policing and control of all websites, all social media, behavioural codes, leading to fines, right? I.e. misinformation and they'll decide what misinformation is, and that'll lead to fines as well. Now, you will initially get fined, yes? And you can then appeal against them if you've got enough money to go to your courts or your dis- what is it, District Court of Appeal for you guys or the Attorney General, is it, I think? Yes. Those are your two points, Yeah, I think, in your country. So, and <laughs> they love their titles. They want to call the... Uh, this commission will be called... The Federal Digital Platform Commission. <laughs> Fancy sounding name. Federal, yeah, right. And basically, this is what it's going to cost you, apparently. For 2023, 100 million. 2024, 200 million. 2025, 300. <laughs> 2026, 450. I can see where this is going. And from 20, 2027 to 2032, 500 million a year. Uh huh. Not much then. Not much. And they're really, and, are they really worth it, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I'm wondering. Uh, I'm wondering, um, Bruce. Do you think that they're going to get one of these tactical units like the IRS now has? I'm just curious. And not just the IRS, but yes, Alexa, uh, I'm sure Alexa, they will. Yeah, eighty-six thousand clowns. Yeah, second string yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. And um, who's to say that they're not going to throw, you know, some of these these piggybacked pork barrel spending bills and throw another four or five billion at them every couple of uh, couple of quarters there. <laughs> Well, you, you, this is all to keep you safe, of course. Of course. And to go oh, after yeah. white supremacists and terrorists, you know. Right. right. I mean, if you look into, I've picked a few points out here. It might sound a bit boring if you, if you listen to a few of them, but it's when they, they put in this, the commission shall have jurisdiction over any digital platform, the service of which originate or are received within the United States. That's going out. <laughs> And coming in, so that's everything. So uh, if you uh, if oh, you were if you were Twitter and you left the country, you're still under the regulation by oh yeah. this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And affect interstate, uh, interstate or foreign commerce as well. So they're they're trying to cover all the bases. And this is what they say: they access to digital platforms for civic engagement, economic, educational uh, opportunities, access to government services, public safety. It's podcast. And there's a list. There's an endless list of this. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It's it's podcast and anybody that runs anything outside of the sphere that they don't control. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Media and then they throw in something general, in movies, like everything. Yeah. Video games. All of that is going no, to no, be included everything. in this. It's every digital platform. This is the lot. This is total control. And then they throw a line in like, oh, it's for the protection of the consumer and transparency and this. And then they throw the usual lines in. No, guys, that top line says everything. Anything that originates 
that goes out and comes in. They want total control of it. I'm I wondering, mean, I'm wondering. Go on. How, how much of this is our own version, apart from of all the of the Chinese, <laughs> of the Chinese digital firewall? Of the, That's of what the it is. Chinese you think, social media. Yeah, yeah. You think you think that those companies, those corporations that went over to do that, you think that that's where it was going to stay? We've been warning about this for years here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that is that. that this is this is total dystopia. Basically, your commission is going to be made up of five commissioners, and who they're going to be appointed by the ice cream man. They're going to be appointed by your president, yeah? The commission shall establish a code council, right? And this is what really gets me. It says, in general, the commission may inquire into the management of the business of digital platforms subject to the act, that means everywhere, and should keep itself informed as to the manner and method of which the management is conducted and as to the technical business development and the provision of online services. That's of everything, right? They say a word previously about this is to help your privacy, but then they go ahead and say they're allowed to obtain information and all data from these platforms. Hang on. So that's all an individual's data from every platform. So... This needs throwing out the window, people. This act of yours, people, this is one thing you got to cry out about. Don't think they're going to sit down there and do the best for you. Because I know you've got a lot of American people listening to it. Get active on this one because you're going to, you stand to lose everything. And this, the, the one, you see, I know I'm in the UK, but the one reason I always bring up about America, the one, because it's the one thing that piece of paper yours cannot afford to fail. America, the, you people cannot afford to fail because if you fail, everybody else just folds. I'm not making you the heroes. You're the platform. You're a disgusting platform. There's a bunch of filthy, dirty bastards over there as well, controlling all manner of things. And I'm sorry, you've got a clean house. You've got to sort them out, I'm afraid, because this is the pinnacle of shutting you down, shutting the people down. We are the floatiest piece of shit in the toilet bowl. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's but our actually, actually, we don't do too bad in the UK. We just sort of, we sort of happen to be there, where, and everywhere where the shit is as well. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we we, we, we do our own bit. Yeah. I just think we um, can verbalise our way out of most things. Until we got Bojo. What a total cheesehead he was. Yeah, but well, yes. that was... Um... That was the long con was Boris Johnson, I think, as in he'd been in politics for a long, long time. He'd been compromised a long time ago and he yeah, ran. He was, put, he, he was put in at the right moment. Exactly. That, that's they my wanted, point. They is, wanted a clown in there and they, he knew he was going to be moved. Yes. And you guys knew like Boris Johnson ran on on Brexit, too. That's what he ran on, as in get it done. You remember that three three phrase campaign slogan, get it done. That's what he ran on. That's what people resonated with. They kept it simple and they voted for him in a landslide. Took an entire Tory victory. You didn't need anybody else. It had a majority government. And look what happened. As soon as that happened, as soon as they were put in, they all flipped and we got COVID. Oh, yeah. And talking of COVID, I'm going to bore the hell out of you now. Uh, before you do that, can I at least add a little humor into this? Just just a little bit? Please do. Okay. Please do. Because you're talking about COVID, I was wondering whether or not you were actually going to go there. This is a tweet from 
two days ago, okay, not two years ago, this is two days ago, this is a doctor in the U.S., okay? He says, the hospital used to be my safe place away from home. Then they stopped pre-admission COVID testing and dropped the masks in most areas, and it's basically the Wild West of respiratory pathogens now. I hear people coughing, clearing throats, and raspy voices regularly now, and it's f***ed up. I'll bleep myself. And yeah, there he well, is wearing a mask on his face. Um, you, you, well, if you were a true doctor, you wouldn't be spouting that rubbish. Because like we said from day one, coronavirus is here to stay. Coronavirus come from the common cold. And that's why the common cold is good against it. And nobody listened. But I'm going to tell you even some more proof about it. Because I, I every time I think that I've just dug up, somebody comes up with something even more. And they were sitting down with the... Um, European Parliament and whatever this month and it's out there and the chap that was there was there 10 years ago and he said things 20 years ago and nobody listened and he's a doctor and because of his position within another company he's got a hell of a lot of information and the trail he's got to put out there is just really really interesting and that is why I said if there's a pile of shit the USA is in the UK is usually in it with them yeah and it goes back. But doctors shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's ridiculous. pathetic. That's ridiculous at this point. I mean, that's just, he's just, it's an extra few bucks for that, I suppose he got for that. He's just an idiot. But anyway, carry on. Doctors are there to do a job. No, doctors, <laughs> do, doctors are there to do a job. Nurses are there to do a job. Coronavirus. It's, well, okay. Let's go through this and then people can talk about coronavirus as much as they want. Um, there was a chap out there called Dr. Martin. He testified as to the history and origins of SARS-CoV-2 this month. There was a meeting. It went on for eight hours. There were so many people there. He only had about 20 minutes of it. But he's been there before in Brussels 10 years ago, and he was there before it. But I tried to piece the total history of what he said and why he was been there before. And basically... It's about, so he, it wasn't just SARS-2 he testified for, it's about spike protein and the vaccine. And right, so it's 20 minutes. And the reason is that he's got such an in-depth information was due to the fact that he was the founding CEO of Dash Cam Inc., right? Now they are, if, if you actually looked them up, you would find out that it would have, it say things like the international leader in intellectual property-based financial risk management. So basically, his firm did a lot of auditing about patent quality for governments, patent offices, providing risk management systems, solutions for the largest banks and companies. So he's had his foot in a hell of a lot of knowledge. And he's come out and gone, there's a trail here, you know, and I'm prepared to sit down and tell you all about it. Yeah, which is good. That is to simplify it. Yeah. Ten years ago, he was in Brussels. Yeah. And he actually did warn 10 years ago about a patent of biologically derived materials, i.e. he said this is not to be allowed because it's weaponizing, yeah? the And it is just making bioweapons out of what man's doing with nature's natural things. And he was referring then to coronavirus 10 years ago. And then you get the history. I mean, Martin saw part of this and we had a chat about it and... It is very interesting. And believe it or not, it goes all the way back to 1965. And that's a long time ago. 
That is a hell of a trail. Now, basically, coronavirus was identified as a pathogen in 1965. And once identified, plans were put into action to modify it for a whole host of reasons, whatever reasons. But we know a year later, the first coronavirus model was used in a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And guess why it was called transatlantic? Because it was the USA and the UK. Aren't we good guys, eh? We're good at this. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> of course. The funding's got to come from somewhere. Right. A year later, the first human trials of inoculating people with modified coronavirus, right? The common cold coronavirus was turned into a chimera, right? A lot of people, to simplify what a chimera is, it's like a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's like two yep. cells into one. Yep. So to make it simplified, it's just like making a hybrid. So you're making two, two things into one, yeah? Or one thing made up of two, which is the way you want to look at it. So this was into the 70s, just the beginning of the 70s. And guess what? 75, 76, 77, they modified it to see if they could put it into certain animals. And they used it on dogs and pigs, right? So now we've got these... <laughs> so they're inoculating or using a vaccine or putting this coronavirus into animals and see if they can put it into animals, right? So over a period of time, they're obviously tracking this and then not much really happens with it. And they know it's available. They know they've got it there. But by 1990, they've realized that there's a lot of industries coming up through that time. They're having a lot of problems with these animals because the coronavirus is causing severe gastrointestinal problems within those animals dogs and pigs and everything else yeah so these industries are starting to suffer yeah and this is where believe it or not they give it okay we've got a virus we've introduced the coronavirus into these animals we're going to create a vaccine we're going to create a spike protein vaccine and what company did that I'm going to go I'm going to go with I was going to say one of the top 4 yeah and then of course I was going to throw in Moderna there at the end no Pfizer this was Pfizer course, painted yeah. the yeah. spike protein yeah so Pfizer painted the spike protein right all the way back there in the 90s yeah the, and guess what the one big thing they discovered about the vaccine uh it didn't work yes it didn't work yeah, this that that we actually like we we knew that they had these uh, mRNA vaccines before, as in they they tried to vaccinate against coronaviruses, and the reason the reason that they could never bring them to market, and the reason the FDA would never approve them, is because none of them were ever successful. All of the trials killed all the. There were several subjects. things why they shouldn't have and couldn't have, but the thing was these vaccines didn't work, and they discovered right they discovered. Because the coronavirus, because it's based and drawn out from the common cold, the common cold is nat it changes so rapidly. It changes all the time. It's always sort of mutating in that. And coronavirus does the same. They found this. Basically, it was mutating so quickly that no vaccine worked on it. Nothing, right? And the thing is, all the scientific papers and when you go back looking into them and they're available, there's not tens, there's not hundreds, there's bloody near enough thousands of these papers that people have written on the coronavirus since the 90s. And every one of them comes to the same conclusion that the coronavirus escapes the vaccine, yeah, by sheer impulse 
and mutating, right? So this has been known for how long? We actually and had some what? we had some doctors from the nineties, you know, the prominent pathologists and things from the nineties and people that worked on vaccines for these types of, of projects that probably some of the people that wrote some of these papers, God only knows, because there's so many of them. But even they said in the beginning, they said, wait a minute, you can't vaccinate your way out of this problem. No. It, it doesn't matter what it is, you you can't do that. And they did it anyway. I know. But then you've got to say why. But the history, the history is one ship move after another. So by the nineties, they knew this already. No matter what they did spike protein vaccine whatever vaccine they try to do they can't catch this bastard right so one of the biggest places in america was the university of north carolina chapel hill a bloke called ralph barrack i believe and he Dr. worked on barrack. the chimera yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he worked on the chimera modifications right and then this is one of the biggest things that people should have picked up on he raised a patent and it and it, the quote on the patent is, an infection replicating defective clone of coronavirus. Now, to the everyday person, they go, yeah, what the hell does that mean? Well, if you translate it, it means basically a weapon. It basically means something meant to target an individual but not have collateral damage to others. That is basically what that translates into normal language, yeah? And where did the... University gets funded. I'm going to go with um, the National Institute of Health and Allergy and Infectious Diseases from Dr. Fauci. Or NIAID or NIAID, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. where I'm going to go for. Anthony Fauci, 1999 to How 2002. Did How did I guess that? Yeah. No, no. You, why would you? And you know, the funny thing is, mysteriously, one year after that patent, SARS 1.0 hit the community of the world. Yeah, so, and that was the one that leaked out of the Chinese lab, right? <laughs> I'm just, so, I'm just, I'm, that's, that's, it did. It leaked SARS out. Actually, well, 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 SARS 1.0 hit the world. So basically, what we're saying is it's mysterious, uh, it's circumstances, coincidence, whatever. But this is a manufactured thing. You follow these patents back, it's all there now. And Mr. Fauci's got his boot in it from day one. So SARS was engineered. So the natively occurring coronavirus is the common cold. We're all agreement on that. Everybody yes. in the world, it's come from the common cold. So you can chase the common cold as much as you want, you never catch it. And you won't catch the coronavirus. So basically, there's no point having a vaccine. You can ask your questions, why everybody? Why they vaccinated you? Take it personally, I would. But yeah, so what have we got? We've got research development by humans weaponizing this life system, which was the common cold, into the chimera of the coronavirus. And it's actually used to attack human beings. Work that out yourself. What you can call it whatever you want. I've got several horrible words for it. And that was back in the early days. And you're talking the first SARS one came out in 2003, didn't it? It did. At yeah. 2003. So. At the same time, we had the coronavirus was recognized as a bioterrorism agent in the European-sponsored event. So in Europe, that was noted as a bioterrorism threat. Yeah. And yet, in 2003, <laughs> the CDC, another one of the usual suspects, filed a patent. Yeah, another patent. Coronavirus isolated from humans. So basically... They filed a patent for something that was classified as bioterrorism. So they were in violation of existing acts. So 
wasn't that criminal? Those were biological treaties that were written then, and yet they filed a patent. Not only that, the CDC downloaded the sequence from China and filed a patent on that in the US. Go figure. So they had a file, a genetic coding from China, and then painted it in America, which you so you've got this from a foreign country, and it's classified as a biological threat, and you patent it. I mean, there's an open crime straight away, is there not? Well, if you patent well, something, if you file a patent on it and you're approved for that patent, then anything that involves that, as in any type of uh, possible response to it in this case, you own it. But they got this under, and it was classified as a bio threat, and yet they got yes. it from a foreign country? Yes, but the Which point is- China the, hasn't always been seen as a comfort country, is it? No, of course not. No, no, of course not. But if you're going to do your dirt, then you do it in a country where they turn a blind eye to any type of ethics or whatever. But the oh. point is, is that by patenting this, by, by filing for a patent and getting it on this, that means that they own the response to it if it becomes a problem, is my point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, responsibility- well, no, oh, they, they own really the response. No, they own the dirt. response, not the responsibility. They own the response. <laughs> as in, if there's an outbreak that is, rather that's engineered or or staged or, or whatever, right? If it's intentional, oh, that them, that, then it gives them carte blanche to say, well, we've already we got can this. a vaccine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Later on, if uh, I'll, I'll get there, how Moderna, and the, they changed the wording and stuff like that. But the funny thing was, that patent that they filed for, was turned down twice. Okay, right? so they and, they figured out who they needed to bribe to get it oh, through no, the third no, no. time. No, 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 they did. They bribed. They bribed and bribed until by 2007, four years later, they actually got it pushed through. Uh-huh. In the meanwhile, yeah, this specific coronavirus pathogen was labeled bioterrorism, bioweapon platform technology, right, in the 2005. Before that pattern was there, and they still went for that pattern by 2007, Right, 2005 onwards, official classification was bio warfare enabling agent, and they still went for the patent. Right, and that was so. Hang on, criminal. You own. You own it. Yeah. Okay. So funding continued. Yeah. Whether it was under names of I don't know how many names we had. We've had the Eco Health Alliance. We've had that lot, haven't we? DARPA. We've had that as well. Um, NIAID. Yes. Yes, we love that, don't we? So. Billions of dollars. Some people say 10 billion. It could have been more. It could have been whatever. All through the check of Mr. Anthony Fauci, right? Always through him, right? The balance sheets, funny enough, they've got records of the balance sheets, yeah? Where all this, um, where all this, um, excuse me, second, I lost track there. I shouldn't have left my phone on. So basically, the balance sheets of NIAID and the biodefense, they actually read the same dollar for dollar. They're a mirror image of each other. Yeah, you couldn't have made it up, no, right? I don't think so. So they've got all those records, and then there was what came along after that. So they've they, they've called this um, uh, a bioweapon, and then on top of that, you had the gain-of-function moratorium that followed that as well. That came along, right? And this was supposed to freeze. Now, remember that, don't we? The Obama, yeah, we got to stop that. Yep. Yeah, we got to stop that, yeah, lying bastard. But the thing is, yes, openly... They put a freeze on gain of function. But guess what? The University of North Carolina, because they had already been funded... They went ahead with it. They got a pass. Uh-huh. Continue. You've got the funding. Carry on. So, hang on. Gain of function moratorium says, whoa, this is really bad shit. Stop. Oh, no. 
right, we'll say stop. No more funding. But you've already been funding. Excuse me. <laughs> There's your cash. Carry well, since on, we've like... already got all this money anyway, we <laughs> yeah, might as so well they just get an carry exemption. on. So they get an exemption, yeah? And then basically, so this still carries on. I mean, call it black ops, call it whatever you want. I, don't, I really get bored with all, yeah, these, yeah, yeah. with all these names and stuff, right? But it carried on no matter what, even though it's told to cease. And then basically in 2016, it really starts to gear up a bit, yeah? Because there was a paper written and it was signed WIVV1. What do you think that stands for? I'm not even going to hazard a guess on that. WIV, Wuhan Institute of Virology. <laughs> Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Virus one. Virus yeah? one. Yeah, they're okay. And the the actual wording was SARS coronavirus is poised for human emergence. I do remember that paper now. I do remember mm. that paper. Yes, it, it's been a while. It's been a couple of oh, years. No, since no, we no, 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 no. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's compiling it and following following it all. But the history continues slightly. You've got a common phrase the following year starts to go around the scientific circles. Yeah. And you can actually read this and you can actually see it. And it just, it, it, you get dumbstruck and you see how many times it turns up. And the quote is there is going to be an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. And you give it, wow, how many people have seen this within the networks of academia? that knew, governments that knew, people that are supposed to be your stewards that knew, right? And then... <laughs> you know, there's a... There's a, there's a, a, a let me just interject here. There, there's a reason that you don't have people speaking up on this in mass. And the reason is because the response to this, as in like the textbook response, when we look at this and we can identify who is behind it, and where it came from, its origin, and the fact that it was done intentionally, that in and of itself would suggest that it was a biological attack. And if you throw in the vaccine response to it, then you're looking at a two-pronged biological attack. So oh, yeah. the, I mean, it, within, within the, itself, the coronavirus, they found out it wasn't so much of a problem. Right, right. But they My threw the is, vaccine at you knowing that it couldn't cure anything. Correct. That's the I think damning point. That is, but I also believe that that was the other side, that, as, as in like the compromised people on this side, they had to respond that way so they would be complicit in this. This should have been stopped according, to, I'm just going by the, the Biological Weapons Treaty, okay? I'm just going by that. There's a book that was published. It's called, I've actually got it here. It's called Biowarfare and Terrorism. It was written by a guy named Francis Boyle. He is a professor at Harvard. And he wrote the Biological Weapons Convention, the, the treaty that everybody signed on to. Mm -hmm. If a nation unleashes a biological attack on another nation, I'm just going by the treaty here. The response is a full thermonuclear destruction. And we can't talk about that, can we? Nope. No. And right now, we can't right afford now. It. No, of course you can't afford it. Right now, you have got China pumping out nuclear warheads like sausages. <laughs> That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That's our excuse. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. our excuse. You unleashed it. We'll blame you. Have that. Thank you very yeah. much. And if you <laughs> and if and if anything continues, then they will sit behind their pile of nuclear weapons. Right. Okay. But I really want to go to the end of this trail because you get the next the next patent that got worded and changed because of that phrase. Because that phrase was put about and our wonderful people at Moderna, right? 
by April 2019, they changed right the the terms of already four patents that had been filed. So these had been filed previously, and we know how long ago Moderna and Bill Gates filed. Yeah, these patents. Yeah, it was well before 2019. But in April 2019. They changed the terminology and added accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen, which gave them their excuse to be able to create a vaccine. Yeah. So that wording gave them justification to create a vaccine, a vaccine for a thing that didn't really exist. Really? Coronavirus is there like the common cold. You're not going to catch it. So this vaccine wasn't even capable of chasing its own tail. So the vaccine was a whole different monster. And that we know about, and we said loads of things about. So basically, in September 2019, this really starts to piss me off because the WHO got their boot into it with their World at Risk paper. So the world was informed that we were going to have, quote, accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. So that by September 2020, and it's in the paperwork, there would be a worldwide acceptance of a universal vaccine template. And that's in their paperwork. And that then, I mean, how many intentional things? And I'll tell you what, this doctor referred back to a wonderful piece of paper, and you'll like to know the name at the bottom of it. And this 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 letter, or part of this letter, always makes me think of back to 2009, when a certain... Um, peacemaking Nobel Prize winning Jewish gentleman said something not far different from this. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes, Mr. Soros. No, peacemaker between certain things. Did you say a Jewish gentleman? Yeah, he. Well, I do believe he was a Jew, wasn't he? I, I, I'm who talking about. Who are you talking about? Well, if he's a peacemaker, I mean, are you talking about like Christ or something? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that would my next No, in guess, our lifetime, he's, he's about 90 odd now. He's about think... 90 odd now. He's Henry Kissinger, isn't he Jewish? I don't. Is he? I don't think so. I don't know. I know. I, he's, I don't think he is. Could be, but isn't I've, he? Um, I don't he believe Jewish? he is. Has he? Has he got Jewish blood in him? I don't know. I don't think that's. I, I might be wrong. He may, I might be he wrong. Maybe. Uh, he may be Jewish by descent, not by religion. Yeah, well, definitely so, not by religion. Possibly, Good God, I, I don't know, but I um, I don't recall. But anyway, Henry him. Kissinger. Remember, in two thousand nine, he sat in front of the Who and said, "All you'd have to do is get the herd to yep. follow and everything else." And there's loads of um, uh, people in the industry of pharmaceuticals there. You can pack it, make a make a packet. And he said that in two thousand nine at that Who convention. And this paper. Right, there was a meeting of the National Academy of Scientists in 2015, right? And this letter was penned and read out, yeah? And here's the quote from it. Until an infectious disease is very real, present, and at an emergency threshold, it is often largely ignored. So to sustain the funding base beyond the crisis, he said, we need to increase public interest of the need of MCMs. Now, a lot of people don't know what MCMs are. This is basically a regulatory science program to develop medical countermeasures, basically. It's medical countermeasures, yeah, MCMs, yeah. Such as pan-influenza or pan-coronavirus vaccines, right? And this was voiced then in 2015. A key driver is the media and the economics followed the hype that is required. We need to use the hype to our advantage to get the real issues, investors will respond 
if they see real profit at the end of the process. And this was stated by somebody called Dazak. Peter Dazak, EcoHealth Alliance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. EcoHealth Alliance, once again, 2015. And this was at that Academy of Sciences. They openly decided what was going to happen and what was needed to happen. Now, this is all out there. This letter's out there. This speech is out there. The whose paperwork is out there. The patents are out there. Is anything going to come of this? No, because look at our systems. Because look at the people who don't give a shit. You've literally got Fauci sitting in front of the Senate under oath, being shown with a graph behind him and being asked by Senator Marshall, we're looking at the S1 spike protein that's in the vaccine, and it's the same spike protein that's on the virus, the same mm -hmm. S1 spike protein that he funded. And Fauci says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's yeah, literally... Yeah. Which, which paper are you referencing? Is that a paper? I, I, I Between Barrick and G? Yeah. I, I, I don't it, know. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's add the confusion. Can you be clear, please? Are you talking about this? Are you actually qualified to talk about this? I mean, are you a scientist? I mean, he uses every bit of yeah. misdirection it's, or whatever, and he's allowed. Personally, somebody should say, cuff him and take him away, please. Yeah, it's literally, it should be sergeant in arms, arrest that man and take him away. That's yeah. it. That's it. And that's then, all and then when we want to here. speak to you, yeah, when we want to speak to you, we'll bring you back in. Yeah, that's and it. And you better have some answers, mister. But... Uh, what I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, America is not a nation of laws, it's a nation of political will, and it always oh, yeah. will be. Oh yeah, lobbyists. There's, there's, not, there's not enough political will right now for uh, basically a, a hunt to go after these people that perpetrated this against us. I mean, there's not enough political will. That, that Dr. Martin, Dr. David E. Martin, and there was a lot of people there for over eight hours as people coming talking. The list is quite substantial, but his 20 minutes was spot on. He openly said, the, the one reason I'm here and I keep coming here is because my wife said, you've got all this information you need to tell somebody. And that's what he said. Maybe if he wasn't married, it's still they stay locked in a chest somewhere and it wouldn't be out there. But because of his position within being the CEO of that company, he actually obviously had available one hell of a lot of information. But this is just, it's evil, man. The, the, the footprint in this is just 65, 1965. Yep. I mean, we're talking a long time now. It's right around and the start of these. that got hatched yep. how long ago. And there'll be people probably listening to this podcast going, wow, that's a conspiracy. No, it's not. We don't talk conspiracies, we talk facts. Well, we hold talk on information. A, hold on a conspiracy is a real thing. A conspiracy mm. theory is nonsensical stuff. But... Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory, yeah. I mean, it's become it's become the word, what is it? Conspiracy theory is facts six months later. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I would call what you just laid out there, this entire timeline. I would call that a conspiracy. I mean, that's a real oh, thing. I've, char I mean, I've charged yeah, people I mean, with conspiracy yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah, it's a real yeah, thing. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, my wording wasn't actually on the button there. It's not a theory, it's fact. Yeah. And that's the problem. All the facts are out there. It's open for you. This stuff is being published and it's being put out there. Have the people got the will to do anything about it? I don't think so. Well, as a matter of fact, all the papers that were out that were saying the, the jab was good and all this kind of stuff and how effective it was... Uh, a lot of those have been pulled now. They've been removed from the Lancet and some other 
medical papers. They've been removed completely. Yeah, How can the Lancet call itself a medical paper? They're that scrubbing safe and effective. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, no, I do. I wasn't getting any bruise. I just, that paper just, ah. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm agreeing with you. We actually ran over on time. It's been very educational, I have to say. I'm glad you put all that stuff together. That's, that is literally, that's the timeline of the last three years that we've been looking at. Oh yeah, but uh, it's it's just it's just incredible. I mean, it goes back so far, and you got a start date. You finally have a start date to when it all started to move, and that is incredible. It is, and 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 it ended up to a point in our lives that is well, yeah, it's going to be before coronavirus and after coronavirus. I mean, these 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 three years are just well. See who is going to be around after the effects of this the world is going to be so different within two decades three decades my god I'd, yeah uh, i mean what is the idea we're short-lived as it is do they just want to say well they'll be even shorter lived most of them will be dead and they won't remember it that is the idea mm. as morbid and as terrible as that is that's the kind of people we're dealing with well but, um, i um uh, yeah go ahead can i say one thing yeah absolutely go ahead try and be positive about these people if you're still alive stay alive just take your personal autonomy on yourself that's food health get rid of the medication if you can just stay alive man so you can fight another day it's been a pleasure as always we'll see you next week yeah i'll be about Looking i've got all to manner it. of things i've got all manner of things to do i've been doing geography with my daughter and some of those lines in there about a lot of interesting stuff about population levels and stuff like that that well know, that's was, good that's good yeah that's good because I, i'm hope i'm hoping that you're going to be joining us when we talk about the flat earth theory well, I'll be interested. Um, I mean, I could do the good giggle. Yeah, and and of course, we have to talk about how Australia doesn't exist. So yeah, and <laughs> so so you're telling me that the world doesn't sit on the back of four elephants, which sit on an intergalactic turtle. I must have missed that one, but I'm going to go with that. But that because that sounds better than the flat Earth theory. That one sounds a little bit more fun. It's it funny like Hindu or something like the the is whole that the Hindu thing, intergalactic right. thing. That's it. Yeah. I I I before I become upset, right? There's a certain person that wrote a set of books called terry pratchett have you heard of him uh-huh yeah i've heard of terry pratchett yeah Discworld. yes and yes by the way he did get his ideas from various other things and yes it does uh -huh. come back but he put a mishmash of stuff together and they're excellent oh yeah and by the way he died of diabetes 3 what's diabetes 3 i'm not sure they're calling alzheimer's diabetes 3 interesting Interesting. That just penny just dropped. I saw it the other day. I went, Diabetes 3? Yeah, they call him Alzheimer's Diabetes 3 now. Hmm. That's an mm. interesting thing. Maybe we should look into that. All right. We will see you next week. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. I'd like to thank you both for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. And have a great evening. Good night. Good night. Good night.